This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'll be your host today, Mason, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer Josh and returning guest equipment manager Tim Simplot versus Benchwarmer Marcus and returning guest Josh North. Um, so welcome back to the bench, Tim and Josh North. Um, so first, I'll go ahead and start with Tim. Go ahead and remind us where you're from, what teams you root for, anything else you'd like to say. Um, I live in the great state of Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, where it is currently minus two degrees. The wind chills minus 21. Um, full disclosure, I have known Josh, my teammate, for about 20 years or so. We're pals. Um, my favorite team I root for is Minnesota Golden Gopher Hockey, who got beat by Wisconsin last night, but we're not going to talk about that. I'm also a Vikings fan, although I don't bleed sports like I used to, but I, um, I do like older time. I'm 50, in my mid-50s, so I tend to know a lot more about what I call old guy sports. Like, I actually watched Ken Anderson play. <laughs> All right. And uh, Josh Bomback, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing fine. Yeah, just a uh, nice cold day where I'm staying inside anyway. So I guess it doesn't really matter if the wind chills minus 15. I'm not planning on going outside in it. Uh, and uh, since Tim and I are both um, Golden Gopher fans, um, our team today is going to be Skyu Ma which uh, don't ask me exactly. It's the motto, apparently. So Skyuma, my friends, Skyuma. I know that we're called the Gophers because there was a political cartoon back in the day of Gophers in a cartoon, and that's how we became the Gopher State. Well, there you go. Thanks for letting me know your team name of Skyuma. I'm going to have to get used to saying that about 50 times during this. But um, So now let's go ahead and pass it over to Josh North, who is actually an assistant coach on Patreon. So uh, go ahead and tell us how you're doing. Anything else you'd like to talk about? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, full disclosure, I've known Marcus also for around 20 years. He's actually right across the hallway from me. Um, and I don't enjoy that part of it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a Seattle fan as well. Uh, I think last time I was on here is my second time. Eric carried me to the high score of the, the thing. I'm sure it's been broken by now. I don't know. So I can't wait to show how me and Marcus do and drag that score all the way down to near zero. <laughs> I resent that. I will carry you just like Eric. I won't carry you like Eric. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is Marcus now, if you couldn't tell. Um, yeah, I've known Josh for uh, since high school, and uh, now we live together, and um, I hate it too. But uh, I'm happy that he was able to come in here and we're able to team up because on another sports podcast, we went head to head and it was an epic battle. And I don't remember what happened, but I'm sure it was fine. Yeah, I think the the better guy won that day. Okay. anyways, so our team name today, because uh, dear old uh, Screech passed away, we are going to be Dustin Diamond Cutter because that came out of nowhere. All right, fair enough. So our teams there, Skyuma versus Dustin Diamond Cutter. So now let's go ahead and kick it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The 
The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. So uh, now it's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points apiece. And for this one, I'm going to give you a term in sports that has a number in its name, and you have to tell me what sport it comes from. So question one of the tailgate, three-turn. Should we check in? Yes. All right, uh, we'll check in. Sky Yuma has checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, go ahead and talk it out. Nah, I don't know. I don't know this one. <laughs> you said three-turn. You said NASCAR. I feel I laughed. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. Three-turn. I mean, poker has a turn, but I've never uh, heard that. I know. That, I know. <laughs> I, I've never heard that that term in poker. But there's four turns in NASCAR, right? <laughs> you turn once, you turn twice, you turn, you three turn, and then you four turn. I don't know this. One. I can turn left better than you, Danica Patrick. Anyways, uh, let's. I don't know. I don't. I don't know it. I have no idea. All right, let's just check in with NASCAR racing and move on. <laughs> I don't. All right. <laughs> and Skyuma, what did you check in with? This was all Josh saw let him take it. Uh, I don't have any real thoughts other than very similar to, you know, thought process of, boy, that sounds like one of the four turns in auto racing. So we went with the generic auto racing, but I did say NASCAR first to Tim. So we're, we're checking in with auto racing. Unfortunately, I can't award any points for this one. It's not skiing, is it? You're actually closer to it. Um, so the three turn is used in figure skating. Oh, Oh. A sport where you might see someone turning. Um, basically, the three turns called that because um, the blade makes that shape on the ice after you've completed the turn. Huh. All right. I'll forget that in about <laughs> five minutes. The guy from Louisiana telling two guys from Minnesota about ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that started out great. So I guess we'll move on to question number two. And your term is five hole. Yeah. Yes. I you haven't even typed it yet. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. We're checked in. So Sky Yuma's checked in. So Dustin Diamond Cutter, you can talk it out if you want. Well, as lifelong Kraken fans, we're very well versed in uh hockey. Do you agree, Josh, that it's hockey? I do, yeah. It could also be soccer, maybe, but it's more pop prevalent in hockey. Yeah, yeah. So we are checking in with hockey. And Skyima, what did you check in with? Yep, we also checked in with hockey. It's the space between the legs. Like when the when the goalie goes down, they shoot through the five hole. It actually happened last night when the Badgers scored against the Gophers. So yeah, we checked also in with hockey. And both teams are getting points because the correct answer is hockey. And you basically explained exactly where it is. Um, and apparently it comes from Canadian bowling of all places because it uses five pins and somehow that area is the same as it would be in Canadian bowling. I don't know. But that's what I found as flavor text. So <laughs> if you had to say Canadian bowling, I would have taken it, I guess, and been more impressed by getting that. Okay. So we've had three and we've had five. So logically, the third one is going to be 69. You're actually not that far <laughs> off. You're not that far off, surprisingly. Sixer. It's also, I'll tell you, it's sometimes also called just six, but the term that I found was sixer. 
Uh, ghosts just opened your door, man. Yeah, they did. Super scary. I see that. <laughs> that was <laughs> freaky. <laughs> it's fine. I'm getting abducted again. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some paranormal activity stuff. I was scared. Hopefully, we're good now. But anyway, my door does that randomly, and I wasn't expecting that to happen. But yep, we're checked in. Okay, Sky Miles checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what you got? Uh, not not a whole lot. Yeah. Th- I'm sure this whole game, everybody's going to love listening to Josh and I talk it out because we're in. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming this has something to do with scoring, right? Yeah, definitely. So some, something where you score can, can score six points at a time. It's not football. Not I never heard a touchdown called a sixer. Is it uh, rugby? That's what I was kind of thinking. Or rugby. Aussie rules football? Or some sort of like table game like snooker or something like that. No, Mason. Oh my gosh, I was on that game when Mason like logicked out, mathed out the scoring in snooker. That was unbelievable. <laughs> um, I've watched it a handful of times <laughs> to know the scoring. That's the only way I could have got there because I didn't have anything else for that. All right. Um, was one of the scores you laid out called a sixer? <laughs> I won't say anything about that right now. I can tell you after everyone's checked in. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh, I'm good with either. Aussie rules football or rugby. I, I'm good with either one of those. Unless you have a feeling that it's snooker. I don't have a feeling anyway, but let's just go. Let's go snooker just because Dan's not here. We might as well do a call out for snooker for him. All right. <laughs> Checking in with snooker. Sky Uma, what you got? I thought I vaguely remember something about this being on one of our other episodes, maybe in a discussion, um, I could be completely wrong, uh, but I thought it was from rugby. I don't know if you need me to be more specific than rugby, if that is in the correct realm. Um, I guess if I had to be more specific, I think that's rugby union, I think, but uh, I don't know if I need to be more specific. So I'll say that you don't have to be more specific for this question. Well, we're going to so. check in with, we're, we're checking in with rugby. Okay. Um, Marcus and Josh North were on the right track and thinking about Dan, because this is another sport that Dan happens to like asking questions about, because this is cricket. cricket. Oh, cricket. Um, and you score six runs. If the ball doesn't bounce before passing over the boundary in the air and then touches the boundary or the ground beyond it. Oh, I think I've read that before. Dan. And that's like the highest thing you can score like at in one particular hit in cricket. I'm so mad because conservatively i've seen the original teenage mutant ninja turtles movie at least a hundred times and when casey jones has his fight with Raphael in the park he hits him with a cricket bat and he says six runs i should have known that that's super annoying (laughs) i blame you yeah you can blame me (laughs) i don't see anything in particular about anything in rugby oh you know what it's the number eight i just looked up rugby union positions so it's not six number eight is actually a position so that's where i got it confused Okay. Well, that tailgate <laughs> was a very low scoring affair um, because both teams are knotted up at 10 points heading into the first quarter. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. 
You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Hopefully we'll get some more points in this first quarter, which will be the odd one out. The odd one out. For this quarter, there will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 20 points. So question one of the odd one out. I want you to tell me which of these uh, was not an NFL MVP in the 1980s. Your options are Brian Sipe, Dan Fouts, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Ken Anderson, and Mark Mosley. All right, we're going to check in. Dustin Diamond Cutter has checked in. Sky Yuma, go ahead and discuss. All right, as we talked about in chat, I know Mark Mosley was for sure an MVP. He's the only kicker ever to win an MVP. I think it was in a strike-shortened season. Okay. Um, uh, so he's he won one for sure. Right. I'm thinking it's Fouts or Rice. Yeah, I'm down to those two as well. I'm just not sure which. Because I feel like Rice and Montana kind of cancel each other out. I mean, if he caught a lot of TD passes. That meant Montana probably threw him a lot of TD passes, and he maybe more would have won. I have to imagine that Fouts would have won one in there, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, he was an offensive juggernaut. Not very. They never had good D. They always had great offense. Right, right. I mean, should we go Jerry Rice? Yeah, let's go Jerry Rice. All right, we're checked in with Jerry Rice. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what did you check in with? Yeah, we uh, we weren't exactly sure. We we kind of got it down to Jerry Rice, and we didn't know if Joe Montana did, but we figured. Rice might have got it one of the years he broke some records. And Joe Montana's regular season stats weren't that great. We knew he had the Super Bowls and the Super Bowl MVPs maybe and all that. So we ended up going with Joe Montana. So I'm going to go through the ones that did win them in that list. Brian Seip won in 1980, followed by Ken Anderson, the GOAT, in 1981. Um, Mark Mosley did win as a kicker in 1982. Jerry Rice won in 1987. And the last one of those lists to have won one in, in the 80s was 1989 when Joe Montana won. So the odd one out is actually Dan Fouts, um, who won one right before the 80s. He actually won um, in 79 when they had one for NFC and AFC. Um, and the NFC that year was Otis Anderson. Hmm. All right, we're going to move on to question number two. And I want to know which one of these um, did not was not one of the top five in RBIs in the MLB in 2011. Adrian Gonzalez, Curtis Granderson, Matt Kemp, Prince Fielder, Robinson Cano, Ryan Howard. All right, we are checking in. Dustin Diamond Cutter is checked in. Skyima, feel free to discuss. So I think that was, I think Kemp led the league in 2011. I think Fielder... I was had to have been in the top five. So who was Granderson playing for in 2011? Was was he on New York by then? I think so. so Granderson, Gonzalez, Cano, and Howard. But those must be one through six. And he wants who's not. I, I don't remember when Ryan Howard had his like dominant stretch. Didn't he win an MVP? I think in the later aughts. I'm just wondering if by 11, if he had kind of fallen off a little bit, but then, but I'm not sure. 
I mean, Cano, I think, was still on the Yankees at that point, and he was having big seasons. But are there two Yankees that were in the top five? Maybe. I don't know. I got nothing. I'm not being very helpful. Well, if you're thinking maybe Granderson, because I think Cano probably would have been higher, had more RBIs than Granderson. Right. That sounds good. Should we so check in with Curtis Granderson? Yes. All right. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what did you check in with? Um, so Josh and I's first initial gut, we both typed it at the, basically the same time was Robinson Cano because, um, for us, you know, he was just one of those guys. I always felt like he hit a bunch of home runs. And so he was always making all-star teams for second base. Cause I mean, that's just not really traditionally a power position, but never really remember him driving in a bunch of runs. Uh, we remember Granderson having some pretty crazy seasons, especially for a small guy. Um, I think when you're thinking of uh, Josh of Ryan Howard, I think that was like around 2008 was when he, I think that's when they played the Rays in the world series. I think maybe anyways, we were looking at the names uh, and Cano was just our gut. So after discussion, we just decided to check in with Robinson Cano. All right. So we'll go through these really quickly. Um, Josh Bombach, you are correct. Kemp and Fielder were actually one and two um, on the list. Um, the rest of the top five included Adrian Gonzalez, Curtis Granderson, and Robinson Cano. So Ryan Howard, hmm. unfortunately, is the one that was not in the top five. Um, the Yankees actually had three in the top ten if you include Mark Teixeira. Um, he was not too far behind on that list. All right. Well, let's see how question three fares. Um, so we've already had football and baseball questions. So now we're going to move on to the NBA. And so I'm looking for which one of these um, NBA players was not involved in a trade that included Trevor Ariza as part of the deal. Um, and I mentioned this because he was the, he is the most traded player in NBA history um, as of this year, actually. Um, so I know which one of these was not involved in a trade that also included Trevor Ariza in it. And so your players are Austin Rivers, Christian Wood, Kent Bazemore, Lance Stevenson, Penny Hardaway, and Rashard Lewis. You're really pulling out some turd names for this one, including literally maybe my least favorite player in NBA history, Rashard Lewis. All right, should we check in, Josh? Yeah, I don't have a lot behind that, but just all right. All right, we'll we'll check in. Bombeck sounding real confident with that one. Sky Umas checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. What you thinking for this one? Oh gosh. Uh, we're not thinking a whole lot. So we know Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis played for Seattle, and he went to Orlando, signed that monster deal that I think they're still paying him, um, and then he finished in Miami. So do we think that Ariza played in Miami maybe when he was young? Because I do remember Ariza playing for Orlando, right? Yeah. Okay, so so let's scratch Richard Lewis off. Hardaway and Lewis could have both been somewhat in, how involved. Christian Wood is an interesting one because like you said, you thought he went to the Rockets as a free agent because he's just bounced around so much. Yeah. I mean, it could have been before because I, I thought maybe it was a red herring because I thought that the he was, Christian Wood was on the Pistons last year and they just didn't re-sign him. So he went to Houston and I'm pretty sure Ariza was on Houston, but it could have been a trade. I don't, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Bazemore's on the Warriors. I remember him in Atlanta. I don't necessarily remember Ariza in Atlanta. I don't either. Um, 
I can I can think of him for the Lakers. I think of him for the Rockets. I think of, like I said, Orlando and. Uh, well, do we want to just check in with Bazemore and put ourselves out of this misery? Yeah, let's do it. We're checking in with Kent Bazemore. And uh, Skyuma, what did you check in with? Uh, well, um, yeah, I got a couple uh, trademarks for you here. Christian Wood, who? Kent Bazemore, who? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go I'm gonna say that uh, I am uh, today's year today years old when I first first heard of Christian Wood and Kent Bazemore. So since neither team or I have heard of either of them, we thought hopefully they're not the answer, so we won't choose them. Um, and then other than that, like Austin Rivers, I think has been traded a, a few times in his career already, and I think Hardaway and Lewis have both been involved with trades throughout. I personally can't think of a time that I recall Lance Stevenson being traded. He probably has. I don't have any real steam on this other than I don't recall hearing of Lance Stevenson being traded. So we're going to check in with Lance Stevenson. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that actually one team is getting points for this question. The correct answer is Lance Stevenson. (laughs) He has been traded. So just to kind of give you a brief recap, a reason Hardaway were involved in a trade for Steve Francis back in 2006. Ah, Stevie Franchise. Ariza was traded to the Wizards uh, for Richard Lewis. And then when Ariza was in Phoenix, he was traded for Austin Rivers. Um, and Bazemore and Wood were both trades that happened in 2020. Ariza was traded to Detroit for Christian Wood. So that was not actually a signing, but it was a trade. He went like three trades in four days or something like that to be the most traded. He bounced around like a ton of times in like one week recently. Okay, so we've covered three out of the big four, so we're going to cover the last one here. Oh boy. Um, so list four, NHL players that have won multiple Hart Memorial trophies. You have to tell me which one didn't out of this list. And I'm hoping that you recognize most of these names, so we'll see. But here's your list. Alexander Ovechkin. Bobby Clark, Bobby Hull, Bobby Orr, Brett Hull, Mario Lemieux. We're going to check in. Dustin Diamond kind of checked in. Sky Yuma, go ahead and discuss. Um, well, I know it's not Lemieux. I mean, there was a time there, what was it, in the 80s and 90s, but Gretzky and Lemieux were just, yeah, it was, you know, it was dominating. I feel like he wouldn't have put Bobby Clark in there if he hadn't. I would agree and then Bobby Orr, I mean, he was just so ahead of his time. I right. feel like he had to have won several. Like part of me looks at that list and goes, father and son, maybe one of them hasn't won it multiple times. I'd probably choose Brett over Bobby. I think I would too, just by who Brett Hull would have been playing. Yes. He would have been in that mix of some of the Gretzky and the Lemieux and... I think he would have had a harder time in his yes. era winning multiple. If we check in with Brett Hull? I'd be fine with checking in with Brett Hull. That one makes sense to me. Yes, we'll check in with Brett Hull. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what you got? Um, well, we don't have a whole lot. We kind of quickly crossed off Bobby Clark because neither of us knew who he was. Uh, assuming he's an older guy. Uh, and then I just looked at the list, said that there's three Bobbies and two Holes. Let's just take Bobby Hull because that seems like weird. So we went with the dad and <laughs> and locked right. in with Bobby Hull. I will say that it is a Hull as the correct answer. One of these has only won 
one Hart Memorial Trophy, and that is Brett Hull. Um, the rest of them have won two. I believe a couple of them have won three of them. Uh, Bobby Orr won three. Uh, Bobby Clark won three as well. So last question of odd one out. For this one, I want you to tell me which one of these uh, did not win 2020 SI Sports Person of the Year. Here's the list. Brianna Stewart, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, LeBron James, Megan Rapinoe, Naomi Osaka, and Patrick Mahomes. Should we check in with that? Yeah, we'll, we'll check in. Sky Uma has checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, go ahead and talk it out. Um, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, for sure. He took the season off to be on the front lines of COVID. Um, LeBron, yeah, the guy's just – all he does is, you know, build schools and be just the most dominant <laughs> athlete in the world. Um, Brianna Stewart, probably. I going to say, Brianna Stewart came back from injury, and they won the title. So I'm assuming that, that she's probably there. Yep. Megan Rapino, uh, for social justice reasons, she's kind of at the front of all of that. Um, I would say she probably. So we kind of got it down to Osaka and Mahomes. We figure Mahomes won the f- the Super Bowl in February, and everyone seems to love him. So, and tennis didn't have much buzz, especially with Wimbledon gone or gone this year or in 2020. And her big win in, in the U.S. Open against. Serena was in 2019, I believe. So we ended up checking in with Naomi Osaka. Skyuma, what do you have as your answer? Tim was really quick to send over Tardif as uh, absolutely being one of them for the same reasons. I kind of thought, I thought Osaka did win at least one of the three that did get played. And all the others were champions as well. I think Rapino was probably 2019 because of the World Cup and her, you know, equal rights campaignings. So we uh, checked in with Megan Rapino. And one team is getting points for this question. The correct answer is Megan Rapino. And I was hoping that you picked up on the fact that the World Cup would have been the previous year. And so she would have been more likely to win. In fact, winning it that year. So Laurent Duvenet-Tardif did win um, for serving in the medical field during COVID-19. Um, LeBron for NBA Finals MVP and working with uh, to end voter suppression. So it's kind of a joint thing for that. Um, Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, um, and also helped get voter registration throughout the year. Naomi Osaka for winning the U.S. Open um, and social justice. And then Brianna Stewart was WNBA Finals MVP um, and spoke out against racism and for women's equality. And so that's the reasons that they each won. So after... The first quarter, we have scores of Skyuma with 70 and Dustin Diamond Cutter with 10. Now we'll head into today's second quarter, which will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. 
Well, with that, we'll start question one of Missing Link. What Englishman, nicknamed the Power, has won 85 major titles and 16 world championships in his 21-year career while playing in the BDO and later the PDC? We'll check in. Dustin Diamondcutter has checked in. Skyima, go ahead and discuss. So after thinking about it, I think this is a darts. Um, yeah, Englishman darts that makes the, total sense. Right, and I think it's the professional dart championship. I have asked a question in the past about it, so I have looked at some of this stuff. Try to remember if I can think of. I think I have a name. I don't know if it's this guy or not. There's a good chance if I can remember one name, it might be a guy who's at the top of the game. Um, the only name I have is Phil Taylor. I've heard it a few times. I saw it on the list. Um, I think I've watched a YouTube video of one of the championship bouts somewhere in the, you know. But like I said, I have no idea if because his, his name doesn't, it's not like a play on his name. I don't, if it's him. So there could be some guy named Powers or something, but I, I don't know. Like I said, Phil Taylor is the only name I know of professional darts from looking at lists and researching questions. That's the best I can give you. So we'll check in with Phil Taylor. Sky Umas checked in with Phil Taylor. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what did you check in with? Uh, yeah, we, we took a little bit of time and came up with darts since – you put the D in both of the acronyms. So, um, and then we had no clue. We, we just try to think of English sounding last names. So we had a list of Smith, Taylor, Rooney, Williams, uh, Rooney. We both put Rooney. I figured, Oh, there's a soccer player named Rooney. Let's not go that. And we just guessed Taylor. You guessed Taylor. <laughs> So that we locked in with Taylor for some odd reason. Checked in, checked in. Oh, sorry. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Phil Taylor. Wow. I'm very surprised that your last name, Guess of Taylor, um, came out, but it it worked for you. Um, So you were talking about his walk-up music. His walk-up music is The Power by Snap. Snap. Um, So. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, if if I hadn't, been if i haven't written a whole slew of games doing this that name would have been nowhere in my brain but uh nice putting together of a english last name there guys so your theme link answer answers thus far are phil taylor based on everyone's knowledge about that i think everyone's going to check in with the missing link right off the bat yeah we got it locked down i mean it's 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 looking good it's looking well that's that's good to hear (laughs) All right, question number two. What NASCAR driver is the youngest to win the Cup Series, doing so in 1995 at the age of 25, and also possesses the most wins in crown jewel races? Yeah, we'll check in with that, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, we're checked in. That was the name that came to my mind as well. All right, Sky Yamas checked in, Dustin Diamond Cutter. Go ahead and talk it up. Yeah, um, we both put Jeff Gordon. And yeah, <laughs> I think that's what we're just going to go with. Cause I don't, I don't, I can't think of anybody in that time frame that makes more sense than him. 
I'm not even 100% sure what a crown jewel race. I'm guessing it's like Daytona and Talladega and all the, the big tracks, but um, he won a lot of a lot of speedways and I was a fan of his then and I'm pretty sure he won. He was the youngest. So let's just check in. Yeah, let's check in with Jeff Gordon. Dustin Diamond Cutters checked in with Jeff Gordon. Guy Yuma, what'd you check in with? Um, we both kind of messaged each other. It came up the name Jeff Gordon. So we just checked in with Jeff Gordon. I think young drivers, I think Jeff Gordon. I think mid-90s, I think Jeff Gordon. Yes. Both teams checked in with Jeff Gordon, and both teams getting points once again. Correct answer is Jeff Gordon. Um, So just in case you're wondering, the crown jewel races are the Daytona 500, Talladega 500, Coca-Cola 600, and the Southern 500. Um, And he's won 16 races going through all four of them. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Phil Taylor, and Jeff Gordon. Okay, I guess we'll move on to question number three. What kicker drafted out of Missouri Western in 2012 became the first kicker in NFL history to kick a 50-yarder and a 60-yarder in the same game, doing so against the Seahawks in week four of his rookie season? He would go on to become a first-team All-Pro in 2017. You want to check in with that, Josh? Um, sure, yeah, we'll check in. Sky Yuma has checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, go ahead and discuss. Uh, kickers, all pro in 2017. First team all pro. So somebody relatively recent, but they're established. Yeah, so they've been in the league for eight years now. Yeah. Um, Could it be Will Lutz? Could it be another host thing? Well, the time frame fits, I think. Do you want to just lock in with that and move on? I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to get there. Yeah, let's check in with Will Lutz. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in with Will Lutz. Sky Ma, what did you check in with? It was all Josh. Well, uh, the school didn't help me at all. And unlike Marcus, I can't even typically uh, eliminate kickers by their school. I don't know where most kickers went to college. Um. But I was looking at the time frame that 2012 and a kicker who I think had a a pretty good, at least stretch in his rookie year. And I remember him being drafted and I think I've had him on a number of, or at least early on, I had him on a number of uh, fantasy football teams. I think this might be um, Greg, the leg Zerline. Um, Because the time 2012 seems right for when he would have been drafted. Um, Like I said, I have no idea about the school. So we're checking in with Greg Zerline. All right, checking in with Greg Zerline. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Greg Zerline. Um, I was hoping saying against the Seahawks might lead you to think it might be a divisional opponent. I was the kind of subtle hit with that. I had him at a different school, so that's on me. He actually went to uh, two universities. He went to one for a couple of years. He went to, you're welcome, Matt, University of Nebraska, that's I, Omaha. That's where I had Um And and they canceled their football team. And so he went to Missouri Western um, <laughs> and got drafted from there in the sixth round. So the theme link fans answers thus far are Phil Taylor, Jeff Gordon, and Greg Zerline. Question number four. Which university in Kentucky did all of the following NBA players play for? Cameron Payne, Isaiah Cannon, Popeye Jones. We're checked in. 
Sky Umas checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Go ahead and talk it up. I typed something immediately because immediately I thought it was the right answer, but I wanted to see the names again. I typed in Murray State. Isaiah Cannon of the three, which is shocking, is the one that hit it for me. Um, and isn't that John Morant too? Isn't that where he... Yeah, that's what I just typed in the chat. Oh, yeah. I'm just wondering if he would have put put Jaw in there if it was Murray I think State he or didn't that's too because, obvious. I think, yeah, I think he didn't because that was too obvious. Um, okay. Yeah, let's check in with Murray State. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in with Murray State. Sky Yuma, what you guys your answer? Um, Popeye Jones is what did it for me. Something popped into my head that I remember him playing for Murray State. So we also checked in with Murray State. Both teams are getting points. Correct answer is Murray State. And Marcus, you hit the nail on the head for why I didn't include uh, John Morant in that list because he was drafted second overall recently. So that would have been kind of fresh. Um, other than those players, they really didn't have anybody else worth noting. A couple of later round picks prior to that. But um, Marcus Brown for the Portland Trailblazers was also Murray State drafted 96, but I didn't think he was worth mentioning. <laughs> okay. So the theme linked answers thus far are Phil Taylor, Jeff Gordon, Greg Zerline, and Murray State. Let's move into the last question of the missing link. What third baseman signed a seven-year, $245 million contract in December 2019 after a season where he was second in war behind only Mike Trout? All right, we're checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in. Skyima, go ahead and discuss. My first thought was Nolan Arenado because I know he signed a big deal, and then literally the next year they're talking about trading him, which I thought was odd. Was it really? I, I wouldn't have thought it would have been right away. Like he did just get traded. I just thought it was weird that he was going to be traded so quickly after signing a big deal, kind of like um, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I have anything else. So if you want to go with that, I just I'd be I'd be surprised if he got traded after one season after signing a, a huge deal. But but maybe uh, I got I don't know if I have anything better. I'm trying to think of teams that spend a lot on you know their players. I'm just trying to think of like 31 or 32 whatever 33 million dollar third baseman. I don't know. I got nothing better if you want to go with that. All right, we'll check in with Nolan Arenado. Skyima checked in with Nolan Arenado. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what did you check in with? Uh, Yeah, it's uh, they actually just traded him to the Cardinals, I believe. Uh, we also checked in with Nolan Arenado. Unfortunately, neither team is getting points for this one. Um, the very subtle clue is um, the reason I mentioned Mike Trout is because he is now teammates with Mike Trout. Um, he signed his contract with the Angels, and that is Anthony Rendon. Um, oh, so, Rendon. Yeah, he was just behind Mike Trout in war in 2019, and he started off 2020 by going 0 for 28 with the Angels. Um, so off to a not great start for them. Um, he ended up improving to a 286 batting average. Um but he also grounded to 10 double plays in the season. So kind of mixed bag result for them. So the theme link answers are Phil Taylor, Jeff Gordon, 
Greg Zerline, Marie State, and Anthony Rendon. Okay, so I've received a guest for uh, Dustin Diamond Cutter. So that means that uh, Sky Yuma, you can discuss if you'd like, if you have anything to discuss for this one. <laughs> I'm thinking you might not, map. but. Um, so after Murray State popped up, that's why I was thinking like the, the first name thing. So like Phil, Jeff, Greg, Murray, and Anthony. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a last name that you could add to all those that name other famous people, but I couldn't think of what that last name would be. Yeah, I I I can't think of any one that Murray would be a common right. last would have. There's not many Murrays that I can think of. I can think of Eddie Murray, and I think of Murray Slaughter from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Um, Isn't there a Murray Warmath or something like that? Oh, former Gopher football coach, duh. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably not on. Mason's yeah, uh that's probably not a high on his radar no no um so, so if at, those, that's where i was thinking like a band name or, or you know a band or something that has those names but i can't think of any bands that like as like oh phil collins okay who was all in genesis but that wasn't there weren't five members well i was thinking of red hot chili peppers one of their members is one anthony ketis but um i i don't know what flea's real name is if it's Murray, maybe it's Murray. Do you want to go with members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? That's, yes. I got nothing else. Okay, let's go with that. Sure, we're gonna go with the uh, same first names as members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right. I'm not sure there's five in that band, but you know, we'll go with it anyway. Okay, so I think my distaste for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think, is similar to Marcus and Rashard Lewis. <laughs> All right, then. Well, Sky Yuma has checked in with their first names are the same as members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what did you check in with as your theme guess? We had no clue. So Josh just said, I don't know, names of, or he goes, isn't Taylor the last name of the coach on Friday Night Lights? And I said, spoiler, I've never seen the show or the movie. Uh, so we just checked in with names of fictional coaches. All right, checking in with names of fictional coaches. Um, I think I'm, I'm fearing that this theme is going to go by the wayside like Eric's Oreo Cookie League one as being something maybe a little more obscure. Um, cookie League? What? Apparently I've heard that. That was, in another, uh, that was in a previous episode, but um, it actually is a ban. Um, this might be a generational thing that just I realized completely might have missed all of y'all. Um but the last four are probably the four well-known for the band. The fifth one was actually a member that was there at the beginning and left. Um, these are all members of the Wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, I think it's one of those where it's a generational thing that completely missed. But case you were wondering um jeff is the one that wears purple greg wears yellow murray wears red and anthony wears blue anthony being the only one that's actually still with the band because they still exist somehow with a whole different lineup oh. all right now heading into halftime we have scores of skyuma 150 dustin diamond cutter with 70 oh i forgot to say that brings us to halftime It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. 
Question number one in halftime. In the 2006 Nelly Furtado hit Promiscuous, what NBA MVP is mentioned in the third verse? We can check in, Josh, if you trust me. Holy hell. Yeah, no, this is not my round. You know that. All right. Uh, we are checking in. Dustin Diamond Cutter <laughs> rapidly checked in. Skyuma, go ahead and talk out what you know about Promiscuous. You lost me after Nelly Furtado. 2006. What NBA MVP is mentioned in the third verse? Uh, the number of verse doesn't really. No, unless there's unless there's multiple uh, MVPs. I, I don't think there. I don't think there okay. are. I can. Well, I just don't think of NBA players when I think of promiscuous. Um, uh, Sean Kemp would like to have a word with you. I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, the uh, you know who is the most? It's um. Yeah, that's why they called him the Rain Man. No, it was uh, uh, Calvin Murphy. Uh, I mean, if we're really talking promiscuous. I mean, isn't it Will Chamberlain? I mean, that's true. He claims what? Claims a thousand? Ten thousand. Right? I was like, it's twenty thousand. Yeah, it's a large. It's, yeah, I think thousands. Yeah, thousands. He was a. He was a. I guess I'm talking about number of kids. I know. I think Calvin Murphy has the most of most of any. Okay. Um, but Nelly Furtado, I have no idea. Kobe. Um, sure. Let's do Kobe Bryant. Sure. Uh, it's better than anything I'm going to come up with. We'll check in with Kobe. Skyuma checked in with Kobe Bryant, Dustin Diamond Cutter, or should I say Marcus? What did you check in with? I mean, this is the sweet spot. This is like my senior year in high school or right around there. Um, oh, my god! So it's Nelly featuring Timbaland, and I believe I, – I can't remember the whole Timbaland line, but she respond, or He it ends with him saying, talking trash, and she says – you game MVP like Steve Nash. It's it. Yeah. It's Steve Nash. <laughs> One team is getting points. Correct answer is Steve Nash. So apparently not a player who was promiscuous. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I mean, maybe Steve Nash was, Steve, I, he just Steve doesn't Snash, strike me. As... Steve Snatch. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve smash more like it. Steve Nash smash. <laughs> he may have been cause he got divorced. He could be, sl- and, he could be slinging it around. You don't know. I mean, he got divorced and he wanted to, um, he wanted a trade out of California. Something about how he didn't want to live in California because the divorce rules are basically your ex gets 50% of everything. Well, maybe he was smashing. Who knows? Steve smash from now on. (laughs) From now on, he's just Steve smash. Um, So in case you're wondering the actual reason why he was included, um, apparently Steve Nash played at a rival high school of Nelly Furtado's because Nelly Furtado was Canadian. Um, and so she decided because he won the MVP right around that time, that it was a good idea to add that in the song. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, obviously a, a few years separate the high school times. Of Nelly well, Furtado yeah, and I, I put Nash, in the chat but... to Josh. I go, if they think about that era and who won, I was like, they might back into it. Cause he went, no, I would. I, I think just got we would have out for still, no reason. I would have still probably gone with like Kobe Bryant because at one point he was promiscuous. Was. So, <laughs> yeah, Steve Smash. All right, we'll move on to question number two of halftime. What rapper, born Trevor George Smith, took his name from an All-American wide receiver drafted by the Vikings in 1985? Most recently, he made a brief appearance on a popular reality series and put out his 10th album 
Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God. We're checked in. Josh, I'm 100% sure of that. Cool. I, I figured you were when you checked in that quick. And... Sky Yuma's checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, go ahead and talk it out. You got anything on this? I'm trying to think of reality TV because I watch a lot of bad reality TV, but I can't think of any rappers that were on anything. I think I can maybe get there um, once I see the year again of the... It was 85 draft, right? Vikings receiver. If reality could mean singing competitions, could it be somebody that was on like the mass singer or um maybe. I'm trying to get it from the album, but so 85 for an all-American receiver um makes me think of um because Chris Carter was not drafted by the Vikings. He came over from the Eagles. It makes me think of Anthony Carter who played at Michigan. I think he started the the number one thing. The Michigan players always wear number one. Um, I think that's the era, or that's the name, but I'm like Anthony Carter. You don't know any any, any albums that were extinction, extinction level event? I, I can think of guys who have like, that would have that kind of a long title. Cause like, so Jay-Z's Sean Carter. Yeah, but he but, wouldn't. But that's his real name. I'm pretty positive. I don't think that he was on any reality shows. No. Um, man, this is frustrating because I feel like I have the pieces. I just can't get there. Um, made a brief appearance on a popular reality series. Oh, duh! What am I thinking? Damn it! You got it. Well, so. You remember the brief uh, appearance on a popular reality show of uh, oh, you said the Masked Singer. Who's the biggest name you could think of that got revealed on that show? Uh, I don't remember. Was it Lil Wayne? Yeah, and his albums are the Carter. Uh, like he, he had the Carter One, the Carter Two. Oh God, this is gonna make me crazy. I don't know. I'd say we just say Lil Wayne because I'm just gonna pull my hair out. What's left, or I mean, what little hair I have, I'm gonna pull it out trying to. <laughs> if you're good with that. Okay, yeah, let's just go with that. That's fine. All right, we're going to check in with Lil Wayne, even though I think it's wrong. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in with Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, even though he thinks it's wrong. Sky Yuma, or should I say Tim, what did you check in with? I'm not going to lie. When I, when you said what rapper, I immediately was like, ugh. And then you said Vikings wide receiver in 1985, and I immediately thought of it. In 1985, they drafted a receiver out of uh, Oklahoma. His name was George Buster Rhymes. And so we checked in with Busta Rhymes. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Busta Rhymes. Um, that particular show, uh, The Mass Singer, is where he appeared on one episode in 2020. He definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it. And um, <laughs> the album Extinction Level Event to The Wrath of God was a sequel to his 1998 album, um, which was called Extinction Level Event, The Final World Front. Um, and he had a couple other albums that kind of had like apocalyptic-ish names. Um, but yeah, apparently he got his name. It was from Buster Rhymes combined with someone else. I forgot exactly who, but someone gave him that nickname based off of that. Question three. Speaking of 1985, the 1985 movie Brewster's Millions centers around a minor league pitcher, Montgomery Brewster, who is offered a $300 million estate if he can spend $30 million within 30 days. 
What comedian played Brewster in the movie? You can check in. <laughs> Sky Yuma's checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Go ahead and talk it out. Was this Richard Pryor? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think this is on MLB. They've played it on MLB Network before because, you know, when they don't have anything going on, they just play baseball movies. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's Richard Pryor. So you want to check that? Yeah. Yeah, let's check in with Richard Pryor. All right. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in with Richard Pryor. Sky Ma, would you check in with? You can take it, Josh, but I, I, my ears, I don't know if my, I had at the last question when you said what rapper my heart sunk, then when this one you said what 1985, I'm like, oh, <laughs> opposite thing. Go ahead, Josh. We both said it at the same time. Oh, I did. I mean, I didn't get a chance to type it. I didn't need to type it. I was just going to check in with us. Yeah. It's Richard Pryor, 100%. Great movie. I loved it. It's good. Watch it as a kid. I mean, great movie, maybe not, but I don't think I've ever watched I enjoyed it, it as a 10 year old. Both teams are getting points. It is Richard Pryor. I actually have seen this movie. Um, I don't know why I remember Ooh. this movie. I was writing halftime. I was like, oh, yeah, there's that movie with Richard, Richard Pryor where he was a baseball player. I couldn't remember what it was called. So I had to do some research on it. Question four. What tennis player is the narrator of the 2020 Netflix series? Never have I ever as well as previously hosting the controversial 2002 game show, The Chair. I can't think of anyone else. Why would it be anyone else? Yeah, check in with that. Yeah, we'll check in. We're checked Sky in. Sky Yuma's checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Go ahead and talk out what you know about 2020 Netflix series and 2002 game shows. The Netflix series I've never heard of. I don't know if you have. I figured if anybody would know of an obscure game show, it would be you. I do love I game shows. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Uh, uh, the, the way I figure is McEnroe's probably had the big enough personality and name recognition that they would put him on a game show. And he's much of an idiot to make it controversial. So I'd say we just go with McEnroe. Yeah. It, when Josh <laughs> said, it's got to be, I was like, they're talking about the same person. So, I mean, that's my guess anyways, but yeah, we'll check in with John McEnroe. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in with John McEnroe. Sky Yuma, what'd you check in with? We thought the same thing as Josh North said was, you know, name a name a tennis player that's got a personality that could be a TV host that that is just brash like that. So we um, we also checked in with John McEnroe. Both teams are correct. It is John McEnroe. Um, I actually wrote this question this morning because in the paper, for some reason, they talked about never have I ever. Um, It was written by. Mindy Kaling, and it's based on her childhood. And John McEnroe, of all people, is narrating it. Um, hmm. And the chair only lasted nine episodes in the U.S. It, he also hosted in the U.K. for some reason. Um, and the controversy was that um, there was another show on TV at the same t- time called The Chamber. Um, both of them involved kind of like high-pressure situations. Um, and so they basically sued each other because they were kind of similar in style. Um, and so that was what the main controversy came out. Nothing actually happened as a result, but neither one of them lasted very long. I was going to say, yeah. they both went away, so. <laughs> okay, so we're at the last question of halftime, question five. And this one's for you, Dan. We have a literature question. Ugh. So your question. What was the final score of the baseball game central to the poem, Casey at the Bat? We're going to check in. <laughs> Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in. Sky Yuma, go ahead and talk it out literature is not my specialty unless it was about the book the natural that's like my favorite movie um 
but something struck a chord with me that it was one nothing. I know he struck out at the end of the game, and so my thought was he was like the winning run, and he struck out, and they lost the game. But I don't have thunder, so to speak, on it. I don't think I've I've ever actually like I'm familiar with that this exists. I don't think I've ever read the poem, nor have I looked at any of this for any trivia questions. So, I mean, it's got to be a close game, right? So one run, two run, I don't know. I I got nothing else if you want to go. One nothing just seems kind of poetic or something like that. I don't know. I'm fine with that. We'll just check in with one nothing. Sky Moss checked in with one zero. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what'd you check in with? Uh, Well, Marcus and I both checked in or typed to each other. Uh, It's probably six to nine, but um, we figured they might not put that in a kid's poem. So he said, let's just pick a random score. I said, five, four. They're both short, short words with the start with the same letter. Let's go with that. So we went five to four. All right. Checking in with five to four. So the actual score of the game is in the second line of the poem. So you only had to read two lines in to get the score. Um, And this is how the poem starts. The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mudville nine that day. The score stood four to two with, but one inning more to play. Um, So basically how the game ends Spoiler alert, um, runners on second and third with two outs and Casey strikes out in three pitches. After halftime, we have scores of Skyuma with 210, Dustin Diamond Cutter with 130. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one, Sporting Haikus. New Orleans head coach. His team played like diddly poo. Sun's out in L.A. You got it? Go for it. Okay, we're checking in. Dustin Diamond Cutter's checked in. Sky, yeah. you Go free. Feel free to talk it out. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm pretty sure. I, 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 just, I think pretty sure it's Jim Mora. I remember him saying that diddly poo line. Yep, yep, yep. As soon as you type that before Mason even sent, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He is the one who said diddly poo. Then he coached the Saints and uh, and his son. So anyway, we'll check in with Jim Mora. And Dustin Diamond Cutter, what did you check in with? Playoffs? <laughs> Was probably his more famous rant, but he had a lot of them. So I, he's a kindred spirit. And then his son, in addition to the UCLA thing, also uh, coached the Seahawks before Pete Carroll got there and was a big old turd. <laughs> but we also checked in with Jim Mora, senior. Yes, both teams are getting points. It is Jim E. Mora, or just Jim Mora is fine. <laughs> and he's actually second all-time in regular season wins without a playoff victory. Just behind Marvin Lewis. Oh, okay. that, yes. that, that for obvious sense. reasons. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah. You make the playoffs eight years, don't win a game. Right. Yeah. 
Man, you get to keep your job for that stretch. That's impressive. Well, what are they going to do? Hire a guy who's never even been a coordinator? Oh. Oh, wait, yeah. No. Oops. (laughs) Sorry, Bengals fans. Haiku number two. Hall of Fame golfer, two major wins in 80s, has a weird last name. I'll check in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Checked in. Skyuma. Go ahead and talk it out. When I think of weird, I, I was put this in the chat that I think of weird Al Yankovic, but I can't think of any golfers that are Yankovic. Is there an Al? Al. Um, that has a last name of Al. I mean, there's Ernie L's, but that's well, he's not in the 80s. Or, or his first name is Al. Oh, I would say, well, he has a weird last name, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of 80s golfers. Um, Trevino, he was more 70s. Greg Norman, Norman Weird. No. Um, <laughs> Craig Stadler, Fuzzy Zeller, Tom Weisskopf, Weisskopf, weird Weisskopf. Or it could be a gal too. Oh, geez, I didn't even go down that road. Hall of Fame golfer, two majors in the '80s, has a weird last name. Nancy Lopez is the only golfer I think of from the '80s. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, um, Strange. Oh, Curtis Strange. There you go. Curtis Strange, I like that. I I I think I think I think we were looking at it wrong with the with the yep. weird Al Yankovic. It was more weird a synonym as, uh, for a synonym for weird. So Curtis yep. Strange, we'll check yeah, that let's in. Check in with Curtis Strange. Right. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what you got? <laughs> yeah, we. I was thinking Fuzzy Zeller stuff like that, and then you typed it into the chat with the quotes around weird. So automatically brought me to Strange, and I t- we checked in with Curtis Strange. Both teams are getting points. It is Curtis Strange, um, and that's exactly what the clue meant. It's not that his last name was weird. It's that's a synonym for weird. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he won back-to-back Opens, uh, U.S. Opens in 88 and 89, and won an NCAA championship in college. Sorry, I guys. Typed- it took us a while to get there. But you guys no. were there long before us. When- I typed to Marcus. I said they're going to get there a couple minutes ago just because <laughs> – Think yeah, about I, it. I, it, I, all I, it took was getting to that synonym trick. Yeah, yeah. Get there. Yeah. When you, when you guys are saying Al something, I type to Josh Al Aminu just because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll be for another haiku. How <laughs> to use most of the syllables of one line of it. Yeah. Haiku number three. Long time Maple Leaf, 1446 games played, no holes in his game. Yeah, we'll check in. Oh, Sky Yama has checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, go ahead and talk it out. We don't need to talk. We don't need to talk out anything. You just say what you what you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so I just asked Marcus. I said, "Is Tim Horton a hockey player? Because he might have no donut holes." So we went with Tim Horton. <laughs> That's what we're checking in with is Tim Horton. <laughs> Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in with Tim Horton. Sky Yama, what Canadian. was your answer? You don't need to laugh so much because I've ordered donut holes from Tim Hortons when uh, and we've had a bunch of them show up and disappear. I don't know if we have any that are left in the. No, they, um, the, the American franchise is all sued because they felt that the, the Minnesota franchise is all closed. They sued Tim Hortons because they thought they were given bad information as uh, to how profitable they were going to be. Got it. So, uh, yeah, we also checked in with Tim Horton. Both teams are getting points. The correct answer is Tim Horton. Yes, the last clue referring to the donut chain that he helped found. 
he played most of his career with the Maple Leafs. He also played for the Rangers, Penguins, and Sabres. And he was with the Sabres when he passed away in 1974 in a car crash. Um, and they do have donut holes. They're called Timbits. Yeah, that's right. Timbits. Correct. Ugh. Yes, exactly. I don't. That's what I, I got. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the they're, they're, they're Tim Hortons and they're little bits of it's, donuts. They're Timbits. They're they're little bits of Tim. No, I don't want that. The bad marketing. Strategy. Hey, Get we have a Tim on the pod with us. Do you have to be so rude? Well, if Tim put his bits anywhere near me, I'd be pretty upset. But that's it. From now on, Tim, when you post things on the bench, can you call them Tim bits? There's a Tim bit. Moving on to haiku number four. Sharecropper's daughter. First black Grand Slam champion, dabbled in golf too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I think that's it. Yeah, we'll check in. Sky Yuma checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Go ahead and discuss. Yeah, we're not going to get this. <laughs> there's there's absolutely zero way for us to get here, to get there. We yeah. know nothing. Nothing that can – golf doesn't help. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm I didn't sure. know there were. I didn't know there were black women in tennis before the Williamses. So, yeah, let's just uh, <laughs> go with the John Ryan and punt it. Probably um, no. We can. Uh, you want to try and lucky our way into it? We could do. That's probably a better idea. We'll go with my mom's maiden name. We'll go with. Uh, we'll check in with Jones. All right, Dustin Diamond Cutter checking in with Jones. Sky Yuma, what was your answer? Well, I don't know. I don't remember the golf part, but when I think of pioneering black tennis players on the men's side i think of arthur ash and on the women's side i think of althea gibson i don't know if she played golf but um we checked in with althea gibson i'm assuming that the the third line was to help point to which grand slam it was rather than you know if she dabbled in golf she didn't win the grand slam in golf no, no i know that but yeah yeah so it really pushed you towards tennis i think that's the key and one team is getting points the correct answer is althea gibson so she won the 56 French Open, 57 Wimbledon, and U.S. Open, and 58 Wimbledon, U.S. Open. And the golf line, she's actually the first black woman to join the LPGA and played for a little while. Nice. As well, so. Yeah, I know the name. I just had no, no frame of reference to bring it into, like, to pull nope. it out. Yeah. Nope. Boy, a, a female black tennis player in the 50s, I'm sure she got no abuse. Holy smokes, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I read about basically kind of testifying to her, you know, being able to make it through that despite the the roadblocks. And she yeah. was, like I said, she was the first male or female black athlete to win an, a Grand Slam title, beating Arthur Ashe by a few years. So that was even more remarkable nice. in that time as well. Last haiku of the round. Corner guy for Reds, two-time World Series winner, known as Big Doggy. Mason will check in. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in. Skyima, go ahead and tell us what you're thinking. The big red machine was the 70s, and I'm not. I was in the single digits in the 70s. Well, not yeah, most of the 70s. But. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of who the Hall of Famers, because my guess is it's going to be a name that we would know. Right. Well, I'm trying to think of the the big red machine. You know, with um, there was Bench and Rose. Joe Morgan was he the second baseman? Yeah, um, he would have been second base. There was like a. Hispanic, uh, like Dave Concepcion, but I know um, I, I can. I feel like it's a Hispanic name. Um, was it um, Tony Perez? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Tony Perez. Was he first base? I don't know. 
I know he was on those teams, right? Yes. I don't, I don't. I think he was an infielder, wasn't he? I don't know if he was. But you said Rose was third base for that team. Yeah. And then Bench eventually got moved to third base when he couldn't catch anymore. But I don't think it was during the World Series. It was Davy Lopes? I think was in there, wasn't he? I don't know. I think I see Tony Perez. That's a good guess. I, I the it was a Hispanic sounding name that was ringing a bell. Yeah, and he's definitely a Hall of Famer, and he was right. He was on the team, so Tony Perez. Yeah. All right, we'll check that in. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what'd you check in with? Uh, yeah, we weren't completely sure um, a little before we started watching baseball, but we figured it's Big Red Machine. Marcus typed out Bench Rose, Joe Morgan, Ken Griffey Senior guys that he thought were on the that team. I said, was Tony Perez on those teams? He said, I think so. That was one answer. We figured uh, none of those other guys had that nickname, so we just locked or uh, checked in with Tony Perez as well. Both teams checked in with Tony Perez, and both teams are getting points. Tony Perez is the correct answer. So he played first and third throughout his career with the Reds. So that's why I said corner. Gotcha. Um, and apparently he was known as Big Doggy. Um, he's also known as Big Dog, Just Doggy, and the Mayor of Riverfront, which, interesting enough, had that many different nicknames. But yeah, he was one of three Hall of Fame players, part of the Big Red Machine, along with Bench and Morgan. Oh, that's right, because the other guy should be there. Yeah. But he's not. <laughs> I mean, for his playing days, he should be there. Yes, absolutely. They the the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame the writers they they shouldn't get to be the moral police. You put them in there by what they did on the field, and then you sort it out later. You let the you can make a steroid wing or whatever you need to do. You can have Pete Rose in his own section that says cheater above it, but he deserves to be in the hall. Yeah. I'm sorry, four four thousand hits. I mean that's yeah. No, it's a uh, it's kind of ridiculous, but you're right. just trying to make some money. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he didn't make he much didn't, money. He fought the guy. I mean, those guys, their salaries weren't that big back. No, they weren't that big. But name another MLB player that's been tombstoned by Kane. Okay, name one. <laughs> After the third quarter, we have scores of Skyuma with three ten, Dustin Diamond Cutter with two ten, broke two hundred. Let's go, baby. Hey, there you go. See, I said first one to two hundred. I was, I was close. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. And the categories for today are Mercury, which is WNBA, May, which is NHL, Taylor, which is college basketball, Deacon, which is NFL, and if you might notice a trend here, Queen, which is track and field. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Start off with question one in the category of Mercury. What slam dunk contest champion who played for five different teams over his 11-year career was an assistant coach for the Phoenix Mercury in 2004. We are checking in. Dustin Diamond Cutter checked in. Sky Yuma, talk it out. 
I'm trying to think of the slam dunk contest winners. And from my era, they were bigger name players than they are now because back then, Jordan and Dominique Wilkins, um, like all the big names would do it. Um, now it seems like all the big names don't do it. And it's the lesser known players that I don't very know, know very well. But the one name that came to my mind was Cedric Ceballos. Ceballos? Um, I don't think he went with the, or maybe he does. I don't know. I've always heard him as Ceballos, but. Uh, Ceballos, or Ceballos, whatever. Um, <sighs> I, I guess it in text, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure he was a dunk champion. And I, I know he played for Phoenix at one time. And so maybe he stuck around. That's all I can think of. He yeah, spud Webb. Um, was he ever a coach? Um, was Dominique know. Wilkins? But Dominique Wilson didn't play for five teams, though. Yeah, it's the trying to come up with somebody who played for 11 seasons and five teams. Dominique played for the Hawks and the Celtics, I know. Sabalos bounced around. Um, who else? Um, Man, I just don't know who all went and like, got into coaching in the WNBA. Does Cedric Sabalos seem like the type of guy who would have gone into coaching? Like he was always like getting his hands into other things and yeah, I don't know. That's the only name I could think. I'm just trying to think of. Yeah. He tried to. He tried to rap. Right. <laughs> I was just gonna say, great rapper. <laughs> Larry Larry Nance. Um. Ooh, I like maybe Larry Nance was a slam dunk winner, and he uh, he bounced around. Did he? Did he play year. for? Uh... He played for Phoenix. Um, I like that uh, answer better than Cedric Sabalos. Uh, I like that answer better too. You want to go with that? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll check in with Larry Nance. Are you uh, checking in with Larry Nance for how many points? For sixty. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what was your answer and wager? Um, assuming that this is right, I'm very frustrated with you guys because I wanted you to stick down that Cedric Sabalos train because uh, the first thing I thought of was I remember I'm. I'm pretty positive Larry Nance did win when he was with the Suns, and I remember him on the Cavs. Um, and then I just went, yeah, sure, maybe he stuck around in Phoenix. I was really hoping this was actually going to be about the WNBA, and uh, but uh, l- long way to go to say we also checked in with Larry Nance for 20 points. So Larry Nance did play for the Suns and the Cavs, but those are the only two teams which he played with mm. in his career. Shoot. And the correct answer is Cedric Sabalos. No, no. <laughs> you talked yourself out of right answer. I thought you. I was oh. hoping you would go with it because you kept saying it. Um, but Larry Nance just felt like a better answer. You know what? I I used to host trivia at a bar, and I would always tell people two rules of trivia: one, don't have a lot of people on your team; number two, always go with your first guess. And I just broke my rule. Yeah, he won the dunk contest in '92, and he got his only All Star appearance in '95. Yeah, so with both teams missing that question, the score is now 250 for Skyuma and 190 for Dustin Diamond Cutter. Uh, question number two in the category of May. Brad May, as a member of the Vancouver Canucks, instigated what is now known as the Todd Bertuzzi incident by placing a bounty on what center? Bertuzzi's fight with this player led to him suffering from a number of injuries, forcing him to retire shortly after the incident. All right. <laughs> We're going to spare you guys. Check in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Checked in. Skyuma. Talk it out. So who did Todd Bertuzzi have his incident, his thing with? I can't think of it. It's going to be, it's going to bug me when I hear the answer. Try to remember what team it was with. Was it the Flames? No. Was it the Avs? 
Yeah, Eric would probably. Eric would. Eric's probably. Will, so when this comes out, Eric's gonna be shouting. At shouting the TV. It's blocks. Yeah, he's gonna be just going crazy. Kind of like I do when I hear you guys asking questions about like eighty sports broadcasters. Oh, oh my god. God. I mean, I'm sure I'll know the name when I hear it. Yep. Hundred percent. I I I got nothing. You want to throw out a lucky something guess? I'm not sure that hockey. It's probably much much less likely to happen with us. Exactly. I'm just thinking of hockey last names, Sutter. Yeah, might as well not waste too much time on this. And yep. Smith. Smith? Should we go with a lucky yeah. Smith? It's worked for me one other time. Yep. Probably won't work again, but we'll check in with a lucky Smith for 60 points. And Dustin Diamond Cutter, you guys checked in fairly quickly. So what was your answer and wager? I mean, we're we're obviously huge hockey guys being lifelong Kraken fans. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. But uh, Josh, you read us pretty well. Uh, Josh Bombeck. We didn't bet anything on this. So, and in my head, I well, I read the question wrong, and I was just threw out a name of a, I think, a center, and I just said Pavel Bure and decided to call it good. Well, and then, yeah, and then we read the question back and realized that Bertuzzi and Bure were teammates, probably. Teammates. Would have yes. happened at that yeah, time. I think Bure was on the Canucks at that time. So, oops. So, uh, checked in with Pavel Bure for zero points. A generic last name might have actually helped you out here. Um, so this player played for the Colorado Avalanche, which Eric was probably screaming at the podcast. Um, and his name was Steve Moore. He had three fractured vertebrae in his neck, a concussion, ligament damage, um, lacerations, amnesia, all sorts of stuff. And it basically caused him to retire not too long after the incident. Yeah, I uh, so I could I could picture his jersey like as he was as Bertuzzi was hitting him. Also, fun fact, the Avalanche won that game 9-2, to two, so it wasn't particularly close. And after question two, with both teams missing again, we now have a tie score of both teams having 190 points. So, as a lot of people on this podcast say, it is still anyone's game. Question three, category Taylor. Jack Taylor set the all-time record for most points in a collegiate basketball game with 138 on November 20th, 2012. For what Iowa college did he play? All right, we'll check in. Sky Yuma has checked in. Dustin Diamond Cutter. Talk it out. Oh, God. You don't like this is that this is in your guys' kind of neck of the woods-ish. Gosh, this was all over ESPN when he did it. Yeah. Oh, my do, you, do you think that just because it's Iowa, yes. you know anything yes. about it? That's exactly what we think. <laughs> all if this, I, if all I know it, it has... Seattle people are like, these... Freaking bumpkins out there in the Midwest—they all know each other. <laughs> I'm I, kidding. If, I'm kidding. If I know this, it's not because of anything to do with Iowa. Oh God, this is gonna make me so upset when I hear it. But I don't think it's something. I, it's it's there. It's somewhere in there, and I'm really trying hard to. It's not anyone that would have been in the the tournament. Oh no, no. I'm I'm fairly certain this is like a D three school or like a D two school or. NAIA. I, I'm I'm fairly positive this isn't a D1 school. My Iowa NAIA D3 knowledge is, is nothing. So <laughs> I don't think which, for many people. Which, it's which I guess since they've checked in already, which I think he said Iowa. I think Iowa might be in the name. I think it might be something weird like Iowa Wesleyan or some crap like that or like Iowa State and some other city it's not their main <laughs> campus 
Yeah. Oh gosh. I don't know. I'm, are you good with Iowa Wesley? And I'm just going to say it and hopefully yeah, we can just check that in. I have nothing on this. <laughs> All right. We'll check in with Iowa Wesleyan for 80 points. And Skyima, what was your answer in wager? Uh, well, we wagered 60 as you can see a pattern. I'm pretty sure this was Grinnell and I don't know it because I live in a state North of that. I think I know it because of ESPN. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Grinnell College. Um, one of the main reasons they're known in that kind of circuit is basically they have a variation of the running gun that Loyola Marymount used, and they've been they have a bunch of D three records because of that. Um, Jack Taylor, the guy in question, actually has scored a hundred points twice. Um, he did it in two back to back years. He scored one hundred thirty eight, and then the next year scored one hundred nine in a game. After question three. Now we have a bit of a margin between the teams. Skyima jumps up to 250, and Dustin Diamond Cutter is at 110. Moving on to question number four in the category of Deacon. What former Demon Deacon, taken 58th overall in the 1990 NFL draft, may be best remembered for catching a touchdown pass late in the fourth quarter of two different Super Bowls, only to lose both games thanks to game-winning field goals by Adam Vinatieri? All right, we're checking in. Dustin Diamond Cutters checked in. Skyuma, talk it out. We have a cleaning business, and one of our clients was the punter on that team because he graduated in 91 from Wake. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a convenient phone a friend to have, but I don't think yeah. you can. The 1990 draft. 58th overall, so that's what, second round? So this guy would have played, you know, obviously the stretch of the 90s into maybe the early to mid-2000s. So who did the Patriots beat in all their... Um, they beat the Rams. They had, like, what, Flipper Anderson, Isaac Bruce. I'm trying to think of other teams that they beat. I think they beat the Panthers, the Eagles. Who did Mushin Muhammad play for? Uh, besides the Panthers? Because I just, I just... I was just reading about Super Bowl records. I just... And, the only thing I studied for today was Super Bowl records, and his name came up as a record holder for something. Um, like most catches in a game or something like that. To, I don't know who else he played for. I don't know if I'm going to get there on this one. but I, I know I'm not going to get there. I'm just tossing names out. Maybe they stick, they, they stick with you. Like, I don't think they would have been around long enough for that Colts win. So we're talking. Right. So this would have been the Patriots. I don't know about common receivers between some of those. Rams, Panthers, Eagles. I mean, do you want to go Mushin Muhammad? I don't know. I don't remember him playing on other teams, but. So I don't know. I, I got nothing. Uh, we'll check in with Mushin Muhammad for 60 points. And Dustin Diamond Cutter, what was your answer in wager? I was agonizing. I thought you guys oh. were going to get there for sure. Well, assuming that we're right. I mean, we think we're right. Your, your logic actually isn't off because I believe Mushin Muhammad was on the 06 Bears and he was on the Carolina Panthers, mm. but he went to Michigan. I be, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, sure. So you're, and you're right. You're thinking third or fourth receivers. And so I was racking the brain trying to think of what, you know, who was, who, who are those complimentary pieces. And then I remembered somebody old because you have to think of somebody who's older. I think on that Rams team, uh, what, their fourth receiver, because Oz Hakeem, I think, was their third. Oz Hakeem, that was another one I was thinking of. But their fourth receiver, 
I believe was Ricky Prohl. Oh. And Ricky Prohl, wow. C- Seattle Seahawks legend Ricky Prohl. Uh, and then I thought, I was like, I think he's on the, I think he was on the Panthers. And I don't really remember that Super Bowl all that much. But I was like, I think somebody obscure caught that last touchdown in the Panthers game because I initially thought Muhammad because I knew he played for Chicago and Carolina. And so I think it's Ricky Prohl again. So uh, we have checked in with Ricky Prohl for 100 points. Justin Diamond checking in with Ricky Prohl for 100 points. And Ricky Prohl is the correct answer. Um, So he he was older in both of the Super Bowls, but um, he caught a touchdown for the Rams uh, with a minute 30 to tie it. Vinatieri walked it off at the end. Um, And then two years after that, as a Panther, he caught a touchdown pass with a minute eight left remaining to tie it, which was lost last second field goal by Vinatieri. Yeah. Well done on that. And also another fun fact in both of those games where he caught the touchdown, he had 71 receiving yards in both of them. Um, So he had three, three for 71 and a touchdown for the Rams and then four for 71 and a touchdown for Carolina. After that fourth question, we have a change in the lead. Dustin Diamond Cutter now in the lead with 210, and Skyuma trailing just a little bit with 190. So it's going to come down to this final question in the category of Queen. Queen Harrison, a sprinter who competed in the 2008 Summer Olympics, won an award in 2010 as the best collegiate female track and field student athlete dubbed the Heisman of track and field. What award, named after a track and field coach and co-founder of Nike, did she win? All right, we're going to check in. Dustin Diamond Cutter is checked in. Skyuma, talk it out. Um, I know it's not Phil Knight. I just read an article about this guy this week. It was about humble beginnings, and this guy created the first waffle sole for his shoes using an actual waffle iron. And I remember saying they said his name, and I thought it was Bob or Bill. And then you said you, you thought his last name started with a W. I'm seeing a B. Hmm. Ford. Is there, I thought there was a F O R D in it. Bears for Waxford, Waxman. What? He was not in the Wiggles. Um, Brocksterman. Brocksterman. Bockerman. Beckerman. Bockerman. I think you're close. Is there a W in there somewhere? I don't know. Um, I just literally saw his name in the last seven days. Bowerman. Bow- Bowerman. I think you're right. That I mean, now that you, I mean, because you're you're talking about all those, and you had that W. Then I started thinking of that W. I think Bowerman sounds right. Let's check in with Bowerman. Yes. All right, we're checked in with Bowerman for sixty points. Skyuma checked in with Bowerman for sixty points. Dustin Diamond Cutter, what was your answer? Wager. That was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, we said it too. Like, all right. Well, so it's it's my fault we didn't get this right. I mean, it didn't matter because if you guys got it, it didn't matter what we did because we had a limited uh, amount of real estate to work with. Um, but uh, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> no, I was stuck on on Banner, I think was the name that I was stuck on. I knew it started with a B. Marcus and Prefontaine. We just checked in with that because he's the runner. And then as you guys were talking through it, I said, oh, no, it's Bill Bowerman. I got I got stuck on the award thing, and I thought there was a Prefontaine award for 
uh, for track. And so I just got stuck on that. And then as soon as we checked in, he was just like, we're wrong. And then he typed Bill Bowerman. So long way to say we checked in for uh, with Steve, with Steve Prefontaine for 10 points. So when you were talking out, you, one of you said there was a W in it, the other one said there was a B in it. And there is a B and a W in this gentleman's last name because his name is Bill Bowerman. And so the award is called the Bowerman. So one team is getting points for that. Well done for working your way there. I, that's mostly, that's mostly Tim. <laughs> so the game has come to an end. Here are the final scores. Dustin Diamond Cutter finishes with 200 points. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Bruce Gradkowski Award with 250 points, Sky Yuma. Congratulations, Josh Bomback and Tim. Anything you'd like to say? Uh, I'm going to go do some research on the Wiggles. (laughs) No, that was, hey, basically, we gave you a lot of grief, but honestly, that was a really well written game. Um, Really, really good questions. Thank you. Took me, took a lot of, took me a lot out of my comfort zone, which is good. Yeah, it was a little bit of a low-scoring game, but those uh, we, happen from time had, to time. Yeah, yeah, we've had those before. So, yeah, Mason. Well, that was it. Was a challenging yet uh, well-written game. Um, and Tim and Josh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being listeners. Thanks for being Patreon supporters. We can't thank you enough for that. Um, yeah. Thanks to Josh for coming on in such short notice. And yeah, appreciate uh, that. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and if you want to join Tim and Josh in subscribing to us on Patreon, we would love and appreciate that. You get bonus episodes. Um, you get swag, bench warmer swag. So uh, we appreciate everyone that does that, and we appreciate Josh and Tim. I and think it's worth it just honestly for the bonus episodes. I'm not just saying that to say it. I think that those are fun. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice little break to not always do trivia all the time. We talk about other stuff and have discussions about sports. So that's always fun. Yeah, not gonna lie, I wasn't terribly excited about listening to the facial hair one, but I really got into that one <laughs> because I have no facial hair, and I'm just glad that Raleigh Fingers won because that's all you ever think of. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are trying to. Spoiler alert! We are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, go subscribe to Patreon. We're, we're so you can in February go now. <laughs> if, if, uh, we are we are trying to come up with another uh, tournament style one. So. Um, if you or any listeners have any ideas, you guys can throw it our way. We're definitely, we thought that was a lot of fun. It was long. So we had to split it into two uh, Patreon bonus episodes, but it was a lot of fun to do. So we're, we're going to look to try another uh, 64 bracket tournament. So if you have any thoughts, let us know. Josh, any final words? Oh, sorry. I guess Mason should do that, but I talked for you for a minute. You can do it, Marcus. I'll let you do it. Go for it. That's, that's your roommate. So. Hey, buddy, you got anything to say before we get out of here? <laughs> no, I just want to say uh, thank you for bringing me back on. Uh, the game's a lot harder without Eric just typing the answers to me in the chat. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I'll make sure to update my card on my Patreon <laughs> to, the new, <laughs> to my new debit card so that it goes through. You broke bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, buddy. Thanks for listening to Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center. 
for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. I like that question about Babe Dietrich. Oh, wait. It wasn't her. I was thinking of the first track star. (laughs) She had polio. Feel good about that? That Didn't that just come out? This uh... Yeah, it just came out. You feel good about that, man? Yeah. All right. Can't wait to punch you in the face while you're asleep tonight. <laughs> Lee Trevino played in the U.S. Open. They had it at Hazeltine, and he got struck by lightning here in Minnesota, and it ruined his career after that. He was never the same after that. Shocking. It's probably not too soon. That probably happened quite yeah, a long I mean, time I, ago, but still. Ooh. Still, yeah.